Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Jay Zidore, and you guys are watching Verse TV. Make sure you guys comment, like, and subscribe. Hey! <laughs> Everybody, it's your boy, Rocky. And we are now on Verse TV, all the tea. I want to introduce you to somebody very special, Jay Zador. Jay Zador, say hey to everybody. Hello, everyone. I'm Jay Zador. How are you? All right, say. We better get right into these questions, okay? So, for our audience who may not, not yet know, where are you from? Honey, I'm... Well, if you ask me, I'm from Mars, maybe Venus, but on my birth certificate, it says Miami, Florida. So we're going to go with that. Miami, Florida. <laughs> Miami, Miami. Welcome to Miami. Body in the city with the heat is on. Let me, let me quit playing. Um, what do you love most about your origin story? I think it's more um, about um, resilience. Mm -hmm. Honestly, um, I think I've been through a lot, um, but I still managed to uh, make music my main focus. If I, I feel like if I stay focused on music, I'm going to eventually get to where I'm getting to. And I think anybody who stay focused on whatever dream they're going to be focused on, they're going to get to that happiness. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so before we get into get down into the meat and the potatoes. Well, the nitty-gritty of this interview, okay? Uh -huh. You are a top 10 winner of American Idol. Ah, okay. Thank you. How did you like that whole experience? Talk to me. What? Talk to me. Honestly, the whole experience is a dream come true. Like, I never thought that I would. Well, no, no, no. I always thought that I would be on American Idol. I always thought that. I remember the show came out in like, uh, I was like 12 years old when the show came out. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. remember the commercial that they were airing for the promo of the show before the show was a sensation, right? And Simon was like, this is not, this is a pin. This is not a magic wand or something like that, he said. And mm -hmm. um, I remember saying, I remember hearing that commercial and after that commercial going, oh, he's going to say that this is the magic wand because I want to sing my ass off. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um, I've always been attached to the show. And when I got on the show when I was like 23, 24, and it just really changed my life. And I was, it was a great experience overall, overall. I, I, I love the experience. Um, even the bad of mm. the experience, it doesn't outweigh the good of the experience. So um, there's never like a, a all time high when you get on these reality shows, but it's, it's, it's an overall perspective. Okay, okay, come on. I feel like you just manifested that whole thing. You saw it on TV, just manifested, okay? I did, honestly, if you think about it, I did. I really, really did. That's what's up. So you teaching me something because I'm a manifest too. Uh, you are truly an amazing vocalist. How long have you been doing this music? Thank you. I appreciate the compliment. I, 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 I've been singing for a very long time. And um, when I was younger, I, I uh, wanted to 
I've always, like I said, I've always wanted this since I was 12 years old. And mm-hmm. even before then, when I was nine, I actually was like, oh, honestly, there's a, there's a whole story with that. Just if I can be real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my family, for a brief period of time, we lived in a shelter. And mm-hmm. uh, we, yeah. Uh, and I remember leaving tutoring because they gave us tutoring. And mm. I went upstairs to the uh, to our dormitory, and I'm mm. returning on this thing called the box. I don't know if you guys remember the box, and mm. Um, mm. it was um, as soon as I turned the TV on, Destiny's Child popped up, and mm. I remember listening to uh, "Get on the Bus" by Destiny's Child, <laughs> and I was nine years old. And honestly, it wasn't it wasn't only the vocals that came from Beyonce and and Latoya, Latavia, and Kelly. It was more so of the, it was that accompanied with the production by Timberland that really mm-hmm. like made me fall in love with music. And I think from dope. that, uh, I think from that experience, I really think that that's the experience that really made me get into um, music and mm-hmm. really started off my origin story. Okay, okay. So um so they deem you as the gay boy of R and B. Thank you for representing for our community. You're what welcome. inspires definitely. you? Say it again. No, thank you. Definitely, definitely. I definitely try to represent as hard as I can. You're welcome. What inspires you to enter the industry professionally? Give us all the tea on your single, the way you make me feel. Okay, um, double question. Uh, so I would say that moment with Destiny's Child, honestly, when I when I skipped out, I know it's so bad because I know if Beyonce was to ever hear the story, she'd be like, you skipped out on tutoring? So I skipped out on tutoring and I went up to my dormitory and I, I turned on the TV and there was like a commercial before the video came on and it was like, hey, we're Destiny's Child and you guys are watching the box. And uh yeah, it was that moment. I promise you. I just felt like, and I think, like I said, their vocals accompanied with Timberland's production really like hypnotized me and mesmerized me. And mm. and I, I really wanted to get in the music industry to sing with Destiny Child and sing with Beyonce <laughs> and Kelly and Michelle. Like I want to sing with all the girls of Destiny Child, honestly. But um, I, I just felt like you know, if there was no Destiny Child, there would be no Jay Zor, honestly. Okay. You confident you confidently and beautifully sing this song to a male love interest. Yes. Again, thank you. Did you write this song for any particular partner? Honestly, I've never been in a relationship. <laughs> I've been in my I'm actually in my first relationship, but mm. I never really like been in a relationship prior to this first relationship. And um, I'm 32, so that says a lot uh, about a lot of things. And um, uh, the the song, The Way You Make Me Feel, that's my baby out of all the three songs that I have out right now and out of all the three songs that I'm in. Well, I have a few babies that are more, I mean, I think every artist has songs that are uh, special to them, but as far as the one that you guys know, uh, yeah. The way you make me feel is my baby, and I really wrote that song about a person who wasn't um, about a person who wasn't even my boyfriend. 
or a mm. partner or even somebody who I even have sexually. I've actually have a couple of songs that are like that, to be honest with you. Because mm. I'm like when we in the last section we were talking about sexuality and how the rate of sexuality is growing. Mm-hmm. And in that rate that is growing, pansexuality is one of those things that is growing. And when mm-hmm. you start looking at a person for the person of who they are versus their genitalia, their vagina, their dick. Mm-hmm. When you start looking at a person for who they are past that, you tend to fall in love with just the person. And I think with that person who I wrote that song about, I just care more so about them than anything else. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. What has what has been your experience with dating as a same gender loving black man in the music industry? Someone with the name recognition. Um, well, there's no rain, there's no name recognition. I don't kiss and tell. I definitely don't kiss and tell when it comes to uh, that. I'm uh, still the team. Kiss I, and tell. <laughs> all of it. Well, you know, I think, I think with, um, with sexuality in Black men, we have to be very gentle. Mm-hmm. We have to be very caring. We mm-hmm. can't just spill these men out because we, we live in a society that's called America and America is out to attack the black man. You get what I'm saying? And they mm. attack the black man through their sexuality. So mm-hmm. we can't sit up there and say, you know, call these men out because these men are only fearful because America told them to be fearful. Because if you know anything about history, a hundred and maybe a hundred and five years ago, there was a gay African king who mm. not only was a king in Africa, but he also had like, like, like offsprings that are still living to today. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, one mm-hmm. of the attacks that are on the black man in America is the attack on sexuality. So I would never expose a man, but I will say this, that, um, that, you know, any man that I've dealt with know this pussy is wet, okay? Period. <laughs> no cut. Mm, no cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, being that we know that you love Beyonce, you went even so far to say that you are the brother to Beyonce. Because I am. Beyonce, Giselle, do you know this man? You see my straight face? <laughs> You see my straight face? That's Beyonce, straight face. you need to get in contact with your long lost brother. I'm telling you. How do you know she has that? How do you know she has that? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Who are some of um, your top musical influences, though? Honestly, um, Beyonce, well, you have to realize it's not just Beyonce. It starts off with Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes Beyonce. And mm. then it's everybody else. Honestly, um, her influence is not only, I think people are so, that was the point in time where people used to always say, oh, Beyonce is copying people. But now that now Beyonce is in, and I think that's why her, her next album is taking so long to come out because Beyonce is, Beyonce knew who the fuck Beyonce is. And Beyonce can't just come out with everything you get or anything. Beyonce has to take time with her music. And I think when she, I don't think she realized Lemonade was going to be Lemonade. And I think that's why she called it Lemonade because I don't think she realized the magnitude of what she was really 
in the process of. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Beyonce is my is Beyonce, but it, it, even though I love Beyonce, it, it, I can't love Beyonce without loving Destiny's Child. That's just period. And um, you know, I love Christina Aguilera. I love people who can sing. I love people who have big vocals, who does runs. So anybody that you know and that you listen to that do or use their voice in that way, um, I don't want to be too loud. Uh, but anybody, because I, I have a very loud voice. <laughs> but uh, I, when I speak, um, I, I, I would say that Beyonce and people who use their voice, like Kiki Wyatt, like I wish Kiki Wyatt was as big as her voice was because Kiki Wyatt is a person who deserves that kind of exposure because bitches don't walk around singing like a Kiki Wyatt. Bitches don't walk around singing like a Beyonce in this generation. What, what do you I think about Whitney? Oh, Whitney Houston's that girl, but her legacy, her legacy is no shade. Her legacy is in my generation. Kiki Wyatt, Beyonce, like I'm a 90s baby. Like I love me so Whitney because she did come out with music in the 90s, but people who I grew up on like she's no shake, she's just a little bit. Like, I love Whitney Houston, all her music. I don't want to ever get it twisted. Like, let's not ever get it twisted. But I, what I'm saying is that when I'm when we're talking about people in my generation, like Whitney Houston is Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey is Mariah Carey. But like those big voices, like even in this generation right now, like there's so many singers thanks to YouTube and thanks to other outlets. You get to hear so many voices, and I think um, we need to get back in this industry that started off on big voices. We need to get back to that it's, because I think it's, it's the Jasmine Sullivan, the Brandies, the Faith Evans for me. Hello, so people pass them over. They go straight to the Ariana Grande, <laughs> but don't get me started, okay? <laughs> but my, but let's not shade Ariana because Ariana has a. Ariana has an amazing voice. It's not like Ariana is lacking. You get what I'm saying? No. It's just the fact that you benefit more because bitch you white. No shade, but bitch you white. So you're gonna get you're gonna be over all the other girls because I was watching a video. Shout out to Impressive TV on YouTube mm. because I was watching her video on Black girls um, on YouTube and she was talking about Black girls who work for Disney Channel or something like that. And she was talking about um, you know these girls and how they was looked over, but Bitch, Raven, Simone, Coco, all these girls mm-hmm. seem better than a Selena Gomez, seem better than a Miley Cyrus. No shade to those girls, but we can't talk. We can't be in an industry where you're par- where you're profiting off of a person's voice, and the bitch you're profiting off of that you're not even using their voice to profit off of. You're profiting off of everything else. They look, they image, they influence, but bitch, you're still not profiting off of their voice because these bitches can't really sing like that. And that's no shade, but bitch, you don't sing better than the Coco. You don't sing better than, you don't sing better than these girls. No, stop. Say that. Oh my God. Oh, I'm saying. Say that. You look, you about, you made me, made me scream through this. I'm rock. You gonna make me scream through and this. And you know camp. what? I think, and after watching the impressive YouTube video, uh, uh, Coco Jones was disrespected as fuck by Disney Channel. Like, Disney Channel really, Disney Channel all Coco Jones reparations, if you ask me, but that's a whole nother conversation. Okay? 
But anyway. They be sleeping <laughs> on the girls. They be sleeping on them. So. Sad. So here's so here's here's my next question. What is this hot? What is the hardest part of your music, uh, or being in the music industry? What's the hardest part of your working in music music industry? You know, um, there's a rise in LGBTQ artists. So I definitely want to shout out the Bobby Lights, the um, Saucy Santanas, um, the Ricos, the uh, Bus Clowns, the K stars, the Rico mm. with a twist, uh, all the girls. Like I want to shout out to all the boys. I want to shout out everybody because honestly, they don't. People don't really realize that by twenty twenty five, by twenty thirty, it's going to be female artists that are dominating, and it's going to be gay male artists that are going to be behind them. Male male rappers and male artists. It's already bad enough that male singers don't even get male singers got to rap now. So that lets you know that male rappers are, are being pushed out because at this point it's all about popping pussy and who popping pussy is females and faggots. If you really want to ask me. Yep. Yep. Come on, because I'd be like, I love me some Usher, and I'd be like, Usher, come on, bro, give me some confession. Like you, Usher, you over here singing, like, like I mean, yes, sing, because I want you to sing because I do like big voices. But Usher, you know, you know how to dance. So throw that dick somewhere. Just that, if you're asking me. But hey, nobody's asking me. What is the most enjoyable part of your the, being in, in the music industry? Um, the best part, I would say the fans. The fans are the best part. I was literally walking, literally, I was walking down the street yesterday, and somebody mm-hmm. was like, "Oh my God, you're that boy from American Idol," and <laughs> I'm like, "Bro, that was like six, seven years ago." And I know I know for a fact this person I I have six hundred and like nine viewers like nine listeners on on Spotify mm-hmm. and no shade to my six hundred and nine listeners but I don't think she's one of those six hundred and nine listeners if you're asking me personally so the fact that she still remembers me from that moment lets me know that I left an imprint in America and mm-hmm. even though. And not even only in America, because I remember during that time, like I was getting DMs from people who lived in the UK, from Africa. Like I was getting a lot of DMs from a lot of places. And mm. I didn't realize how rep- how much representation matters. Like people don't understand, rep- like when you see, when, like I didn't know that Clay Aiken was gay, but I felt it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it only made me want to get on American Idol and be one of the first gay contestants. Like me and MK Noblet in 13 seasons of American Idol are the first two gay American idols to be proud of their sexuality and be like, hey, we're gay. That's Mm -hmm. a iconic, that's a monumental moment in the history of the show. And I thank MK because when I was working for Delta, I flew out to to San Francisco and I, I met a person who helped change my life. You get what I'm saying? She's an amazing friend. And um, yeah, I'm just so grateful and so thankful uh, for that experience, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, okay. question, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 you know, when you was talking about who else was on America, I don't, I don't know why, but Taj Hall popped up in my head. I remember one time he was on there as well. Yes, um, I actually, actually, I've never met Taj Hall, but he did like one of my, my posts on Instagram a couple of years ago. 
And um, I know that Vonzel Solomon, who was who's my fa- who's really one of my favorite American idols, like ever. Mm-hmm. If you I don't know who Vonzel Solomon that. is, please go check out her her best of my love performance. She's the reason why I sung the best of my love when I sung mm-hmm. best of my love. If you ever saw the video mm-hmm. of me singing the best of my love by the by the amazing group called The Emotions. And I also want to mm-hmm. shout out female groups like, like all the female groups like Destiny's Child and even the mm-hmm. new female groups like June Diary and Little Mix. Because oh female, God, groups, mm-hmm. female groups honestly are the reason why I'm in the industry because I didn't fall in love with a solo single like a Whitney Houston, like a Mariah Carey. I fell in love with four angelic voices that was called Destiny's Child. And mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Sorry, I'm rambling at this point. <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead. But yeah, yeah. Um, continue, continue. What is the most important thing to remember when creating timeless music? I think um transparency, a transparency and honesty. Like you have to be honest when you write stuff. Like that's why I'm um I hate when I'm in a session with the writer and if I'm asking you because honestly, like I'm I'm a singer at heart. Um mm-hmm. and everything else is second nature. I'm not the I'm gonna be very transparent. I'm not the greatest when it comes to harmonies. I'm not the greatest when it comes to like melody sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm a very I'm when it when I wrote the way you make me feel, I wrote it because I, like I'm a, one of those writers who come like when I when I'm experiencing something and I'm going through all I'm going through like for some reason it works but to just be writing to write is not like one of my things like I'm one of those writers who who love to I'm one of those artists who love to collaborate with with different people because I can learn I'm still learning you get what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and um Repeat the question one more time for me because I, <laughs> I so kind of like, What is the most important thing? It's okay. What is the most important thing to do to remember when creating timeless music? Um, definitely, like I said, uh, transparency and honesty. Because you, as as an entertainer, you're you're living, and I don't think a lot of entertainers and a lot of people realize that. But when you decide to be an entertainer, you're become you're becoming selfless, and everything you do is for the public. And I think when mm. you're a writer and you're a singer like I am, and you and you make music, because I make music for myself, but I, I, I make music for people because mm. people make music for me. You get what I'm saying? So mm. it's just one of those things where where I just want to make music that just makes people be more free. And that's why I call myself the the you know the gay man of RB. And I, I'm more transparent in my music and I and I and I didn't decide to talk about women in my music. Because I don't mm. like women like in that way. And in order for people to have representation, you have to be honest. And I, I just don't want to be singing shit that ain't honest. Yep. People like that real shit. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so sweaty, y'all. It's these lights. <laughs> so what is the main thing that you want our Verse TV audience to learn about Jay Zador today? I just want you guys to know that I'm a real person. Um, mm. uh, I'm here to give great music. I'm here to give you my life, but I'm also here to have still have a private life in that in that you know in trying to relate to you guys. Um, I feel like we're at a we're at a point where celebrity is just a thing and not a, not a not a mental issue anymore. Because I feel like you know 
pandemonium and fandom is can be super crazy sometimes. And I and I understand, like I love Beyonce, but I'm not gonna disrespect anybody for Beyonce. You get what I'm saying? And I, no, I don't think that people, I don't think that people um and I have, but because I have, I've gotten out of that space. You get what I'm saying? Because they're gonna dig up some old tweets and there's some old tweets. Okay. But anyways, um we all got some old tweets. But yeah, I definitely want my, my people to know from Verse TV and the First TV family that, um, you know, when you listen to a Jay-Z or a song that is coming from an honest place and that I, I really I really operate from the place of honesty. That's why I decided not to be in the closet. That's why mm-hmm. I decided, to, that's why I, I really, that's why I'm really about, I'm really about honesty and I'm really about being real. And, I, you know, even, in, even in now, today, even in my fuck-ups, like I'm just trying to, learn you know mm-hmm. so yeah just know that Jay Zador is a person who's who's going to be real in every experience that he brings you and I hope you guys are along for the ride hey so what is next for Jay Zador what's next for Jay Zador um well I'm in the process of recording a new single that I'm very very excited about Okay. Uh, this single right. has been something that I've been sitting on because I really want to uh, really make a splash and really get my name out there. Music is my my uh, destiny. And um, so there's more music coming and there's more opportunities. I really want to get back into reality TV. Um, yeah, I really want to. There's honestly, I don't know if you guys know about this. It's like a little secret little gem. And it's in these YouTube streets, because you know I be in these YouTube streets and I be in these Google streets, okay? I be in these Twitter streets, okay? So it's a show called Chasing Galena that I really love. And this is my first time watching, like it's I think they're on their fourth season, but this is my first time watching, like watching ever. And shout out to Imani Van Zapp because she's an amazing person. That's all I'm gonna say. And uh um, she's an amazing non-binary person. Let me say that to be clear. Um, but mm-hmm. the whole cast, the whole production, everything. So um, I would love to see where that. I would love to be a part of that um, in the future. Uh, and I would love to get more into reality. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm a I'm a I'm a person. And I hope this doesn't sound arrogant, but I feel like I'm a person that people need to see because I feel like I'm I was birthed to change people's perspective. Mm. Yeah, I know about all about that reality TV life web series and all. <laughs> but anyways, enough about me. More about you. Um, so we're gonna. So, uh, what's the best advice that you ever have received by someone? Uh, the best advice that I've ever received. Uh... I would say, I know this is going to sound like a backwards compliment, but just Mm. follow me, right? Mm. So when I was on American Idol, uh, this was the episode where we, after we did our live shows, Mm -hmm. and after we did our live shows, and I didn't get picked to be in the top 13, uh, Harry, Keith, and Jennifer, the beautiful Lopez, because she's an amazing person. And I want you guys to really know that there's a lot of rumors about Jennifer Lopez, 
about her being a bitch and her being nasty and her being whatever. But the motherfucker is nice. At least she was nice to me. And I just got to At least she knows you, right? Say that again? She knows you, right? I mean, yeah, I feel like if she was like, if she was to see me, she'll be like, yeah, that's Emmanuel. Like, yeah, she, I feel like I left an impression in her heart. But even if I didn't, like, we got the video to prove it. <laughs> okay. So um, the, the advice that I got from Harry was um, that night that I didn't make it into the top 13. He told me uh, that he talked to some friends of his and mm-hmm. his friends told him that they didn't take me seriously. Mm. And when I heard that information, I was just like, wow. So the information that I, the thing that I would say that I took from that whole experience is for people to really understand that. Because I guess I have a big personality and Mm. I'm very, I'm a Leo. When I come in a room, you see me. Like it's just, I'm the, I am the elephant that's in the room. You get what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. an elephant in the room and it's me. You get what I'm saying? And so um, I didn't realize how much people didn't take me seriously. And because of that, I think a lot of things in my life has changed as far as my perspective with family, as far as my perspective with friends, as far as my perspective in a lot of things, because I don't think people did prior to that because my personality was so big. And um, I really want people to understand that even though I do have a big personality that's for reality TV and stuff, I'm a musician and I'm a singer at heart and I'm about making music and I'm about touching people. And if you can't while I'm making you laugh, the problem isn't me, the problem is you. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah. So, um, so I got some questions for you for Verse TV, okay? Okay. So check me out here. If you had all the money, power, necessary, what would you do or change that you feel would most benefit the LGBTQ plus community? Uh, when it comes to money, I would definitely try to get uh, in, into certain kind of politics, I would say, to provide, because if you, I don't, I don't know the exact number, so please don't misconstrue me when I say this, but um, I know that uh, there's like a certain kind of states where you can be evicted from your home if you're LGBT, you can be fired from your job if you're LGBT. So my thing is, like, if I could put forth money that can defend those people who are out there to mm-hmm. to uh, exile homosexuals for being just homosexuals, regardless of their character or their merit. You're just you're just excluding me because I like dick or because I like pussy and I'm a lesbian. You get what I'm saying? Like you or wherever you fall in the spectrum. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to put my money towards combating shit like that because you shouldn't judge me on who I sleep with. You should judge me about my character and the kind of person I am. Uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to influence, I want to encourage my gay men to carry guns 
because and I want to carry I want to encourage my transgender women to carry guns because these men are not out here killing transgender men. If if anything, they're trying they're out here trying to fuck transgender men. But that's a whole other conversation in itself. I want my trans I want my gay men to realize you got to fight these niggas and stop killing yourself because you killing yourself and you committing suicide is only making them win in some subconscious part of their mind because now you're fucking gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want, I, want, I want gay men to realize regardless of if you are a masculine gay man because honestly, we have to talk about these cops out here. We have to talk about these men who, who present themselves as straight and that can fall in line with these other mm-hmm. niggas, but I can't because I'm walking around here with blonde motherfucking hair. We have to check these niggas because you niggas not having our back. You niggas are holding the patriarchy. You niggas ain't ain't supporting me. And you we need to start calling these motherfuckers out because if you like sticking your dick up in somebody's motherfucking ass, that's not a vagina, bitch. You must. At the end of the day, it is what the fuck it is. So I need you to have my motherfucking back and stop holding the patriarchy because patriarchy don't give a fuck about you because if patriarchy knew what the fuck you was doing behind closed doors, patriarchy would have you in the same position that I am in. If you ask me. But I want my gay men, I want my influence to encourage these gay men because you got to start fighting these niggas back. Regardless of get your ass whooped, you got to start fighting these niggas back because they're not going to respect you until you start beating these niggas in their fucking head. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Show on. So, I got a quote for you. Ask not where I live or what I like to eat or how I comb my hair, but ask me what I am living for in detail. Ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for. So, this is a quote from Thomas Merck. Okay, Mm -hmm. the actual question, what is your goal in life? What is slowing you from your slowing you down from achieving that goal? Uh, What's slowing me down from achieving my goal? What's my goal in life? Well, my goal in life is to be a musician. I don't think that. I think I came into influence just like the rest of the world. I didn't realize how influential, how influential. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize how influential uh, musicians were when I was nine and ten. And I didn't know what kind of subconscious control they really had over my day to day. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, now that you are you are exposed to that um, kind of quote unquote power is all about what you do with that power. I think the power is in, in influencing people. When you are able to influence somebody and they want to copy your style and they want to listen to your music like people want to listen to Beyonce or people want to listen to Jay Zidore. You get what I'm saying? When you have that kind of power and it's is what you want to do. And I want to use that power to let people know that you don't have to hide. Like people People ain't happy, bro. People are happy for various reasons. 
And we live in a world, if you believe in God, I'm not a Christian. I'm very much so an atheist. But that's a whole other mm-hmm. conversation for a whole other day. But if mm-hmm. you are a Christian and you are a person like that, or you are a person who believes in a higher power, this whoever created you did not create you to go through fucking strife. A person who created you did not create you to go through fucking hell while they gave you a quote unquote paradise for you to live in. So I think we need to start making this shit more of a paradise and stop making it hard for other people. And I think that's what I was born to do. And I think I realized that a lot sooner than a lot of people because there's a lot of things that I like. I saw gay artistry. Mm. Like a Saucer Santana, mm. like a Jay Z, or like a all these people. Mm. Before everybody else saw it, I saw this shit in two thousand six. I saw this shit even be, like I saw it, and I always wondered why, why, why aren't there different sounds, or why aren't there different perspectives in music? If you listen to music, you got men talking about women, and you got women talking about men, but you don't have. But there's more to that than. Right. There's more to that. And why aren't those perspectives being listened to? Why aren't those perspectives being heard? So when I write songs like the way you make me feel, I have to write songs like that because I have to let people who are in their 20s, 50 years from now, know that it's okay to be a 23-year-old or a 22-year-old or a 29-year-old or whatever. Mm-hmm. Wherever you come into your sexuality at, it's oh fucking K. And I just want to leave that. I just want to leave that leave that impression. And I hope I am. Okay, now come on for goals and manifestation. <laughs> <laughs> so we about to get piping hot. You ready? Yes. What is your deepest tea? Something that nobody knows about. From, from what perspective are we talking about? Some that you never shared on media before. Some that you are willing to share, of course, though. Okay. Honestly, I'm homeless. Hmm. Yeah, people think that you get on these reality TVs and you're set for fucking life. I'm living with my cousin who's 23, 24, and I'm 32. Like, Hmm. shit is fucking real out here in these motherfucking streets. And mm. I don't think people expect for, people see you on TV and think that you're fucking rich or you're mm. or you're like living the fucking life. But no, bitch, a bitch mm. is still working a basic ass job trying to make it seem like I'm living, make it. And I don't even be on Instagram flexing that hard. I can just imagine the people who's flexing that hard. Mm. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Right. So that's that's the honesty about it. And I like I said, I'm not in this music. I, I don't want people to be fans of mine because I put up this image like I'm living this fucking life and I'm not. Because I'm not. And you motherfuckers are gonna have to you motherfuckers are going have no people are gonna have no choice but to fall in love with me based off my voice and based off my personality. Because I'm not gonna mm-hmm. be more than any of that. And that's why I got in this in got in this industry. And there's people who's on my season of American Idol, there's celebrities who are out right now who won't even say that. Who won't we who mm-hmm. won't even confess what I'm confessing. But a lot of motherfuckers are renting Airbnbs and doing interviews in Airbnbs and making it seem like that's where they fucking stay. Like get your fucking life. Run for the life. Run for Hello. the life. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. So, so look, 
that's that's something that the public doesn't know. And I want people to know that the reason why I'm getting going first TV and I'm getting one of the Scorpion sh shout out to the Scorpion show because honestly, okay, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of tea with the Scorpion show and all these other bloggers too. But I want you know I ain't here to I ain't here to put the next gay nigga down. Okay, I ain't never gonna put the next gay nigga down at all. But um, I will say that even despite our history, Scorpion has been has been a person with the big heart, even though he got a big ass mouth. <laughs> okay, because he has said some stuff about my people that I like, and I'm like, really? But <laughs> but I like his show too. <laughs> He's an amazing guy, and all of them like Funky Dineva, Zachary Campbell, like yeah. It's I mean, listen. Just know I'm I'm gonna always like uh Justin Justin J the King of Reeds, Adrian Expression. Mm -hmm. Like shout out to these amazing guys. Um despite how I feel about them personally, I wouldn't like I said, they're they're trailblazers for the gay community. And mm -hmm. when I say those names in 50 years, I think a lot of people are gonna be like, wow, especially with Justin J because he's so polarizing. And there's a mm -hmm. couple of other people that are very polarizing like him as well. Um Musically, like Saucy Santana, like Saucy is doing so fucking much, and I'm so proud to see that. I see. Even when, like, you know, even like I said, with MK and myself, even though we, like, you know, me being a gay, I didn't realize how much of a like gay figure I was. You get what I'm saying? And mm. like, I didn't have to come on American Idol and be like, "Hey, I'm gay, bitch." You saw it. Mm. Like you saw it. Like what you mean? I gotta come out. Who gotta come out? I gotta come no. out? Oh, I don't gotta come out, bitch. You see it. Fuck you talking about. Bitch, how dare you call me straight? It's the fucking problem. How dare you call me straight? What the fuck I look like being accused of being a straight man for? Bitch, you disrespecting me. I'm disrespecting right. it. I'm not having it. Like, excuse me? So it's just one of those things where it's just like, like representation matters at the end of the day. So I'm gonna put a bow on that. <laughs> okay, now, what are some stumbling blocks that you've had on uh, on your uh, path up? How did you overcome it? Um, I would say uh, even with uh, if you listen to gay men, we all experience it's our gayness that makes these people uncomfortable. They don't want to listen to our music because a lot of these men are straight. There are a lot of straight men that live in this world. And unfortunately, because of patriarchy and all the other reasons why, they don't want to hear our music hearing us talking about another man because they were conditioned to think that us talking about another man is some horrible shit. So mm -hmm. even though I'm proud of being gay, me being gay is, is, my, is my stumbling block, is my roadblock to success mm. because these people who are in power, even though there are black men that are in power, they're looking for the they're looking out for the next straight black man. They're not looking out for the next they're not looking out for the next they're not looking out for a gay man. And when you are a gay man in power, you're looking for a specific gay man to represent a specific kind of way. You're not looking for a guy who's slightly, you know, who's six foot, kind of slightly chubby, a little not needed. You're looking for a bitch like me a little bit. But at the end of the day, I'm a, or you're not looking for a motherfucker like the Saucy Santana who, who people drag, who, who people drag on the internet. You get what I'm saying? About his body. You're not looking for those kind of people because you have to, in some weird way, get success by pandering to mainstream like aesthetics. 
You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where, like, or mainstream's ideal, like me being straight or shit like that. Like, I just, I, my roadblock into me being successful is, is, is my gayness. But I think we live in a time, we live in a time where people are, uh, where people are looking past that. Like, motherfuckers don't give a fuck that I suck that. Like, motherfuckers don't give a fuck that I fucking like this. Motherfuckers don't give a fuck that I, I, I get fucked. Like, okay, but bitch, can you sing? Mm-hmm. Can you sing? Mm-hmm. Bitch, can you give me harmonies? Can you give me lyrics? Can you do that? I think we're, we're moving to a time where we don't need the... We don't need all that to make an artist anymore. Bitch, can you mm-hmm. sing? Like when I listen to like people, people are weirded out that I listen to Little Mix because Little Mix in America isn't a big thing, right? I love me some fucking Little Mix because Little Mix, them, them three girls, them four girls can fucking sing. And I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. that Jesse had plastic surgery. I don't give a fuck that um one of the girls is dating a colorist. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Them bitches mm-hmm. can sing. You get what I'm saying? And I'm here for the music. And I think we're not here for the celebrity anymore because we realize celebrity is is fake. Like, <laughs> them true. niggas ain't rich. And them rich niggas don't give a fuck about being rich because they rich. Okay, and then just because they rich, they're not happy. <laughs> Hello. That's why the motherfuckers have mental issues. But that's a whole other conversation in itself. Yep. Sure is. Sure is. Yeah, uh, I think that fame has a price <laughs> to pay. <laughs> it really does. And, you know, I really, I, my thing is that um, if you ask me, I would have been a, a child star. I would have been in this industry like a Raven Simone at like three. If you, mm-hmm. if I would have had it my way. And I, in some kind of weird way, I have to be, even though I don't like that, I'm not where I'm at musically mm. and where I'm at, like, you know, as far as being successful, uh, I have to be grateful for the sanity that I have because I've watched interviews with Raven Simone and she's like, yeah, like we, these child stars have mental issues. And I know subconsciously, mm. no shame to Raven Simone, but I know subconsciously she's probably talking about herself mostly. You get what I'm saying? Because she, you can't look at somebody else with issues and not recognize your own issues. Your own. How, do you, how do you see issues? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's just one of those things where like, yeah, I'm not where I want to be right now, but eventually I'll get there, but at least I have my sin. Okay, now. So look, what are some things that we, would that you would like to be left in the legacy time capsule for your work and where can uh yeah go ahead uh that's a that's a lot of ways i can answer that question like shout out to mariah carey because that's my girl like the fact that she has 18 number one hits like Mm-hmm. Like she's the only person that that's out here. Like, okay, yeah, girl, you got twelve, but I got eighteen. Oh, you got seventeen, but I got eighteen. Like, girl, like, bitch, I'm that bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to hopefully once one day say that I surpassed Mariah Carey's 
number one hits. Like she has 18, bitch. I want to say I got 20 because she's gonna yeah. get the 19, but bitch. We don't know if she's gonna get 20. <laughs> right. So um I would I yeah, it's just I, I want my legacy to be about love. I want my legacy to be about honesty. I want my legacy to be about music and I want it to be about personality because I am I am that. I'm a personality and I'm a singer. I don't I, I'm very if it ain't singing Mm. You know, if it ain't entertaining, like, and sometimes entertaining comes in all kind of different aspects, if you ask me, but it's a whole other conversation. But um, uh, I would definitely say that uh, it's about the it's, it's it's about entertaining for me, and I want to make sure that even if I don't get though, even if I don't surpass Mariah Carey eighteen number one hits, I want to be a stain in somebody's heart at the end of the day. I want people to be like, Jay's the door affected me. Mm. Like, I mean, I'll probably never meet Beyonce, but Beyonce has affected me. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So look, where can we find you on social media? Yes. Instagram is my girl. I just started a TikTok. TikTok. I, I can't even say it right. I just started a mm. TikTok. But Instagram is my girl. You can find me on, uh, like I said, Jay Zero Music, uh, yeah, and all that good stuff on Instagram. Currently um, under construction because I want to lose some weight. I'm not where I want to be um, physically. And I just want to like revamp things. I've been dyeing my hair different colors. Um, my cousin, uh, she's my she's my stylist. So we've been like coming up with some things to just like change my hair up, my image up, and just just come into just come into the like by 2029, I want people to know worldwide who James Dore is again because you have to remember people met me on American Idol in 2014. So when people when the world sees me again, I just want people to see me in a different light. Um, and not necessarily, not necessarily saying that I'm not happy where I'm in the life that I am, but you know, there's improvements in every aspect of life. So I just want, I just want in this decade to really like make an imprint. You get what I'm saying? Um, if you think about Nicki Minaj, if you think about Nicki Minaj, like in 2008, nobody knew who Nicki Minaj was, but now we know who Nicki Minaj is. And in the 10 years she slayed, and regardless of how people feel about Nicki Minaj, like she's that bitch. She you you can't take it. When, when she calls herself the queen of rap, or when people call herself when people call her the queen of rap, you can't mm-hmm. take it away from her because in the last 10 years, she's done more than most other female rappers have. I want that to be like. People might say, yeah, this gay artist or this LGBT artist is big right now and this one is big right now. But it's not about the beginning game. It's about the end game for me. Okay. 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 Well, guys, there you have it. You had just... You can find me You can find me on, uh, like I said, Jay Zero Music uh, yeah, and all that good stuff on Instagram. Okay. 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 So... There you have it, guys. You have tuned in to All the Tea on Verse TV. It's your boy, Rocky. And who else we got? Jay Zador. All right.
Make sure y'all check him out and y'all can go check me out on Rocky the Chicago author on Instagram. Holler at me. We out this bitch. Peace. Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Jay Zador, and you guys are watching Verse TV. Make sure you guys comment, like, and subscribe.